Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey everybody, welcome to the Bowlology Report. And well, Big Gazza Line got to sing the song in the third test match. The Ashes are over. And the Australians, well, what a victory on day five. Jeez, I didn't know whether they were going to actually get there because one thing I never thought would ever happen was the day five to be washed out in Perth, a whacker test match, thanks to some wet Hessian that got the pitch. Damn, but we got going. The Aussies were sensational again. The fast bowling cartel all over them. We're going to talk a bit of big bash, um, but joining me, as always, Bradley Hodge, and who is debuting, well, re-debuting, if that's a word, for the Melbourne Renegades today, pushing the great Gazza Ablett Jr. to the second biggest comeback to their original club in the history of sport in 2017, Bradley Hodge, how are you going? How are you feeling? Flem, I'm excited. I am. I'm down here in Tassie um, at the Woolstore Apartments in Hobart. And the juice... Did you get your old number? Because Gary Ablett Jr. didn't get his fame number five. He's been pushed down to four. Do you know what? I didn't. Um, and I'm not happy about this. Well, I thought my... I thought... Maybe after my first year in the Renegades, they may have retired the jersey. How many, um, years, how many years? Only one. <laughs> but they didn't do it. Um, I see Kobe Bryant's just retired his uh, jersey for the LA Lakers. Uh, I didn't follow fashion. Um, but Cameron, well, I was number seven in, in uh, my first year of Renegades. Did you have a choice in that? Yeah, I did initially. So, so what, what, why did you go seven? Um, oh, I think it was just the number which I'd worn previously in a few other tournaments. Uh, I'd worn it for Victoria, so I just thought it's a good fashionable number. I'll stick with that. And um, and I wore number 17 as well as a footy player, so it was already generally just... A, a footy player? What about D Fleming? That's our Aussie number, 17. Well, we know that, exactly. Um, and also... Um, Marcus Stoinis now, who crunched them last night, is a number 17 We'll be well. talking about Stoinis, don't worry about um, it. But, yeah, I didn't get it back. So Cameron White, he defected to number 7 when he came across from the Stars, took the number 7, and uh, I'm stuck with number 7. But Cameron's, a, he's the band, band style bear. He's a country boy. He's pretty laid back. Did he approach you to say, Hodge, if you want 7, you can have He didn't offer it back. And uh-huh. I think that's probably the stature of where things are at the moment okay. in the Renegades. Yeah. The bear's up here. The bear's. I'm, I'm slightly below. Yeah. So I've got to wrestle that back from the bear, but I'm not sure I'm going to win that wrestling contest. So um, I'm, 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 I'm looking at even the other way and say, well, if I've got uh, an extra number on my digit, then I'm probably a doubly better player than Cam. So well, you know how what, footy that's... players go the other way and trying to get into single digits? Yeah. I reckon cricketers should go the other way. So what was Binger? Binger was 56 was or 58. 58. 58, yeah. 58 he was. Um, Andrew We've Simon seen 99, was, haven't we, at times in domestic cricket? We have seen 99. Um, the spinner from South Africa wears not, uh, Imran Tahir wears 99. So I reckon we want to go to the Chris Gale, 3-3-3. Yeah. So I reckon the higher the number you are, the traditionally the better player you are. Like the judo thing where the black belt comes into play and... I actually like that. Well, why can't your number change each year and just be your highest score in that in that competition? Could be. Um, what Murley had? Murley had eight hundred as well, didn't he? That ten million on his back. Yeah, uh, at more could, cost. But yeah, unfortunately, look, I'm not getting it back. Uh, it would have been nice to get the number seven back, but yeah, you know, like Gary Ablett Jr. Yeah, some youngsters come in. Full of beans and said, I'll have that But you pushed him to number two, Hodge. This is the biggest story in sport that Hodge yep. going back to his original club. 
Um, didn't get his number. Hey, what about the Ashes? The Aussies uh, tied up the series, one by innings and 41 runs. There was a moment on day one. Once again, England have had their moments. They were four for two, uh, 368. Um, David Milan, um, his first Test 100. Johnny Bairstow, geez, he's batted well in this series. So you're thinking, they're going to get 45500. Yep. Um, not saying they're going to win the game, but it's almost like they can't lose the game. And it's almost from that moment, um, it was just a gradual deterioration. Stephen Smith, <clears throat> we need to talk about him. Yep. You know, he's brilliant, 239. Mitch Marsh, Mitch finally Marsh. delivered and belted him everywhere. Yep. And once again, the attack, the attack was brilliant. And, um, just such a great all-round team. But what about, if we go quickly, what about Stephen Smith? Like, Smithy, for me, and he spoke about it, Crash Craddock wrote an article about it, you know, the, the, the keys that he sees to, to um, particularly in your upbringing and, and, and coming through and trying to get the best out of him in any sport. Yep. And he did talk about, I played a lot of multiples of sports. I did um, read that, yes. And batting, batting was about... Um, more about backyard cricket and, and club game time as opposed to perfect technique and um, ball machines and throwdowns. So yeah. it's almost like um, having fun with your mates, yeah. batting, failing, yes. having success, but the more time you spend out in the middle, um, the more time you can actually work out what's an effective technique for you. So it's it's pretty basic, but yeah. but it's, it's, a, it's a, a long way away from um, academies and... Um, you know, elite coaching at a junior age. And yep. for me, it's it's very practical and we've got a great example of it. Well, what is it's explained basically is the, the modern coaching and that's problem solving. So what Steve Smith's effectively done along the course of his tenure as a, as a sportsman is problem solve, how to become better myself. Um, a lot of the past sort of methods of coaching have been sort of you know, dictatorships, do it this way, play this way. Or very technique-focused. Even when we were growing up, you you have coaches that are very technique-focused and it seems to get uh, passed down. Um, You know, I'm finding it at junior cricket Mm. that coaches last played, you know, in the under-14s or 16s and they they coached the way they were coached. Yes, and that's what we do. You learn from your peers and your past. But Steve Smith, what a phenomenal effort. I just astounds me how good this guy is. And and to think that of the, what has he played, 60 tests, somewhere around 60? <laughs> his first 8 to 10 to 12 tests were played as a leg spinner batting yeah. at 8. Um, so, and his record for his first 8 to 10 weren't that great. So if you think about his past 50, his average, he's probably averaging around 75, 78. Since then. Well, he's averaging over 70 as captain. Yeah. So that's a tick. And I mean, Ponting and Michael Clark would like that. That's what I admired. Yeah. Well, probably... You probably go to Steve Warren Border that that um, the pressures of captaincy, you know, looking yeah. after the team, all the extra media you got to do, haven't affected them. But eventually, it wore down to a degree. But Smithy's a lot younger than them. Yes, I mean, if he maintains this, now he's not Sir Donald Bradman, but he's three quarters Sir Donald. I think he's pretty isn't close. He? He's yeah. three quarters Sir Donald. No one's even been near that. No, I think what are we going to see? I reckon over the next. Five to six years as an arm wrestle between him and Virat Kohli to, you know, have the the ego to say that I'm the best batsman in the world. I, I reckon they're they're two standout batters uh, in all three forms of the game. Uh, you can probably chuck AB de Villiers in that. Yep, in that Williamson, trio. very good yeah, player. Yeah, Kane Williamson. But and we'll talk about Joe Root, who's just dropping off that in a minute. Mm, but th- I think Steve Smith for me is just. I think. One of the things which stands out is the bowlers are running in just going, I have no idea where to bowl to this guy. Yep. We've tried plan A, B, C, D, and just filtering back for those and plans. And field going, the same. Yeah, no idea. I will go 6, um, 5, 7, 2. Yeah, and even I'm, I'm sitting there as a student of the game as well, watching the TV going, I've no idea where to bowl to him. Well, I was going to ask you. Like Michael Bourne so, asked us on the commentary, uh, yeah. commentary last night, myself and Adam Gilchrist, how do you get him out? Well, look, there's there's probably one other thing which probably needs to be looked at is that um, yeah, the, the quality of the attack of the England attack, of which what well, they've got, would he be successful? You know, facing Star Hazelwood and Cummings right now in line in their prime. Um, not sure. I reckon. He'd I think he'd be that. successful. I think he'd do but to this well. But he has. You know what I like though. But he's scored runs. Um, in England, he scored runs in India. He mm. scored runs in Bangladesh, in yep. New Zealand. So, they're, they're, you know, I mean, he looks the most vulnerable. He looks is obviously in English conditions. 
that are slower and swinging and seeming. Yeah, well, but he the, still hit got scored a two hundred at Lords. I mean, those conditions in England, that's they're the conditions where you can actually lose eight for fifty in a session. It's rare in the world of Test cricket now where that happens. Might be in India where it's a dust bowl. It never happens here. You're probably going to lose four or five, yeah, three or four or five in a session maximum if things go your way. But just a phenomenal performance. I've only been thinking that you can get him out caught hooking on the leg side, only because he gets his head and body outside that line. So, but I saw a stat. He actually only plays a hook or pull shot every fifth bounce of bowl twin. Yeah. So he's very, very selective. Just too good. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, there's some people that just get to the level. Like for yeah. him, there's not another competition where he can go to. He's actually, he's just plateaued at this level to say I'm the best But if in the we business. were playing Mars, he'd probably yeah. be captain and batting three in the World yeah. 11. Oh, easily, easily. And that's probably the only r- way he'd get challenged to play a World 11. Um, um, now, Hodge, what about the next man, Mitchell Marsh, who come into yeah. the team? And I think to a certain degree, not just about rotating the quicks, but, you know, looking at Nathan Lyon's record at the the Wacker was actually 52 a wicket. So yes. maybe they were thinking that, you know, he wouldn't be able to be as potent. But he still bowled really well, Nathan. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mitchell had a bit of a bowl, but it was his batting that was really impressive. I know he, it was a, eventually a worn-down attack, but yep. his genuine power, his ability to play straight and, and bat a long period of time, I didn't know whether he could do that. No, he looked good, and a few of us have to eat humble pie because yep. we're all critical of that selection. And um, Which is fair enough, though. You're averaging 21 after 20 tests. Yeah, and it's... Um, I think he's realistic. Mitch. Yeah, look, it's something which you want as a player to go, mate, here's another opportunity and grab it, and he's done that, which I'm pleased for him. Um, I think it was a, it's going to be monumental innings for him. He's had some really good one-day performances for Australia. Very good. He hasn't quite moved that into the test arena. I think this is going to be a, a huge turning point for his career, belief. Um, he's gonna, his bowling will get better, I think. Well, he's uh, as quick as anything England's yeah. got, and he can bowl an outswinger. So yeah. I, I've got no problems... That he is a at least you know like a two wicket a test match um, number six, which yeah. you don't see a lot of. Yeah, I think. Well, look for the all rounder positions. There's probably three candidates that stand out: Mitch Marsh, if he plays like that and bowls well; Marcus Stoinis, yes, who can bowl good pace, sort of Jack Cullis one forty-ish high outswingers, and. And he can bat. And so far, he looks a better batsman than Mitchell Marsh. Yes, yes, technically he is. Um, and the other one is, is uh, Glenn Maxwell, who's more of an off-spinning option. Uh, we, you know, we talked about the horse of a course. We're critical even after the first day of his selection where he only bowled, you know, I think it was seven overs for the day. Yeah. With little impact as well. Like two, two overs up until the second new ball. Um, couple before the new ball, but really it looked like he wasn't there for his bowling. Um, but you know, going forward, I think this is a real tick in the box for selectors and also Lehman and Steve Smith to know that, hey, our number six has caused some problems over the last two years. Mitch Marsh has just nutted down 181. I thought he was going to track down 300 the way he was going at one stage. And pass well, I thought he was going to pass your score. Yeah, you, was, you got a double under. Yeah, we're all wanker. sitting there. I'm sure... St- Everyone who's got a double hundred's going, oh, just 190 is enough, mate. Get out now. I love when he passes a few of them, though. Like Mark Walsh, the one. Like Junior's, in hindsight, you know, yeah. I think his best was 153. I reckon yeah. there's a bit in Junior going, geez, I wish I'd been able to t- get them a bit bigger because guys like Jason Gillespie's passing true, him. True, true. Uh, Mitchell Marsh now. Hey, yeah. what about, you know, with your milestones? Yes. What's your sort of philosophy? I know you can't see into the future, but you rock up a, a 50 test match level, like that's a, still, do you raise yep. the bat, um, 100's a big one. Yeah. What happens when you get to 150, 200? Do they get bigger and bigger or do you, is is the 150 in I the middle one, just a more sedate yeah, one? Yeah, I think it's a bit of a, a fluffy milestone, the 150, because it doesn't, you don't absorb it. A 50 is a bit more important because you've probably worked a little bit harder in that time. Yeah. When you're at 150, you've sort of dominated and then, 200, you know, you've, you've worked over a, probably a six and a half hour period to earn something, which is a, a highly respectful 200. I think on the commentary they were talking about 
whether a 200 should go down as a as two 200. centuries. Yeah, Your old mate, Matty Elliott, believed that happened. Did he? Really, that should have happened. Yeah, yeah look, I'm not sure about it because I think you haven't started and you can... You, know, you can be 160 at the end of play. So, well, Jimmy Laker got 10 wickets in the innings. Is that two fifers? Yeah. Well, um, those sort of things are questionable. I, I think that it's probably easier to make a 200 than it is 100. I know that sounds strange because not many people make 200. No. But um, to start from naught and get to 100 is more difficult than moving from 100 to 200. So, yeah, probably just interested that- in the celebrations. Now, I'm going to throw something at you. I threw this to the 2001 Ashes team. Right. right. This is after getting a, a small win. Okay. Right. So, you know, I'm a bit lateral. I was thinking a yeah. bit differently. Yeah. Um, I got it in my mind and, and with the support of the fast bowling car- cartel, yeah. Glenn McGrath, Jason Gillespie and Brett yeah. Lee, yeah. that I believe when a bowler got a fifer that you should raise the ball yes. in the air. Yes. Right. So with the backing of the fast bowling cartel, I brought it up in a team meeting and it was passed. Now, Glenn McGrath was the first one to do it in Test Match Cricket. Yep. Um, I did it at Somerset, you know, with only a little county crowd, but it was a bit of a buzz, you yes. know, just even putting yeah, the hand yeah, up. Yeah. And we see now everyone does it. So I got a win there, yep. so I thought I'd go a little bit further. And the tradition's carried on. It's carried it's on. It's amazing. It's carried on, that legacy. So the next one I come up with was if you bat 9, 10 or 11, <laughs> right. if you get to 25, 25, you should be able to raise your bat. Okay. What do you think about I, that? Look, I can't agree with that. Um, if, if you're the English tail at the moment, you can raise your bat once you've got the five. Double figures. But having said that, though, Mitchell Stark's got a test 99. Um, I reckon Patrick Cummins looks like he could probably average 50. Uh, so guess what? What? The score came they back pretty They didn't go with it, no. <laughs> They didn't go with it? So I got shouted down, yeah. and Steve Waugh in particular, that, that won't go ahead. So. No, I wouldn't have thought. I got one, the would, ball raising, yes. but I didn't get the uh I wouldn't think that would pass through senior management. That would be like a part-timer <laughs> raising the ball if he got a two, Just cheap two-wicket. Two yeah. yeah, Actually, that's a good analogy, that. I can't have that. No, did, that's... Did, did you get a test wicket? I didn't get a test wicket. I only bowled 12 balls in my test career. Underbowled again. Ah, they were, they were pretty crappy 12 balls, actually. I think it was fair enough for punter to whip me off. Um it was act the wacko. I, he probably should have given me a crack at Melbourne or somewhere there where I just felt Just to get one for at home. home. Yep. Just one at home. Hey, mate, what about um, just wrapping up the Australian performance there? Just the, the, the bowlers. Um, we mentioned Nathan Lyon's support there and Mitchell Marsh, but the, the three big quicks yes. were pretty good again. Stark just continues to get wickets. He's got a bruised heel. He's in doubt for Boxing Day. Um, and if there is any doubt, I, I would no problems with him resting and no getting Jackson Bird in there. But his two mates, Patrick Cummins is just still threatening to get that back. You yeah. know, he's just getting twofers in every innings, great support. Josh Hazelwood, though, is almost um, – and, and he doesn't do a lot of media. He's not out there and that sort of stuff. But he, he's just like the genuine spearhead. He hits the bat harder than anyone. Day five in Adelaide, when we thought there was an England chance, yeah. his first ball, as I said, he hit Wokes' bat that hard. It was that like hard. the opening chords of a Metallica concert. Yes. You know, it just shook – Ran through them. Shook the pillars of Adelaide Oval. So after all the rain affected and the groundsman, Barry, was there with his blow dryer and all that sort of stuff and his mates, first ball, it's on a stump, it's full. And Johnny Bairstow, whether it skidded a little bit, but he was playing inside the wrong line. He wasn't he ready. Hazelwood was. Yeah. So he is an absolute gun and only gun, getting Josh. better. Well, I'd, I'd, He's only getting better. I'd prefer... He'd be the least I'd likely to face in that attack. Well, that's what I'm hearing from the English dressing rooms. Yeah. So I'd, I, and there's certain things that suit um, you know, batsmen. So I'm, I'm on the shorter side, so probably the skiddier bowlers yep. would suit me. The taller, fast, bouncier ones, the Hazelwood, McGrath, Mornay Morkel, they're the ones you hate. Um, but he's just relentless, and the ball speed's been incredible. This attack for me is... is they can't get bags. Can't get bags of five yeah. wickets. Why? Because they're all too good. Yeah. Everyone takes two, three wickets along the line. They're a bit like the West Indies. Well, I think someone like Joel Garner, you know, took over 240 wickets. Yeah. Holding might be the same. Um, 
How many and not a lot of five, you know, just... eight five. But I don't think they took ten wickets in a match. No. Uh, Holding did, obviously, in that famous test in '76. Yeah. Marshall did. Marshall did. Marshall did. But for Joel Garner, who is good as anyone that's that's bowled a cricket ball at pace, um, I think he got eight fifers in his sixty tests. Well, they must be just stripping wickets off each other, which is what this this court, which is of good bowlers for the team. Doing. Absolutely, and that's partnership bowling. It's great for the team. And um, it's not unlike, I mean, it's a different, it's got different speed, but I, I still think that the attack four years ago was very underrated because Mitchell Johnson quite rightly gets all the accolades yeah. and it's Johnson's ashes. Yeah. But Ryan Harris yes. in that series bowled, you know, for, you know, a quicker, slightly quicker than fast medium, yeah. his ability to swing the ball, unrelenting pressure on a full length. Well, KP Siddle, said he was the hardest to face. Yeah. KP just It's said, funny because it was SIDS that used to get KP yeah, out a lot. He did, you know, he caught did. it, caught he it did. catching mid-wicket. And Nathan Lyon was bowling well in that yeah. series. But there was no weak link there. And, no. and, and it wasn't all about pace besides Johnson. Well, I think the difference in between these four fast bowlers and, and that, that quartet or three, three fast bowlers that we'll see these guys continue on. Um, yeah. into a few more series. Well, so, more importantly, the next series in England. Yeah, and we'll work out how good they are, you know, versus a Lee McGrath, Gillespie and Warren. Yep. You know, you put those four guys together and there's over, what, there's over 50, nearly 1,500 wickets or more. Um, <laughs> if you think about that in layman's terms. But they're right up there now. Yeah, like I think they 170, are. I think Hazelwood's 160. It's just Cummins that... Um, how good is it to see him playing consecutive yeah. test matches? And, and you talked about his batting. You know, like that's the other thing. Our tail versus yeah. their tail, it, it's just a total different Well, Camo might be that, that guy that, like Dizzy was when he showed up to Headingley that day and just took eight for 30, you know, just out of nowhere. Yeah. Just fast ball speed, moving around on the top of off stump, and sooner or later the batsmen are going to nick him. He's about, been unbelievably good, Patrick yeah, Cummings. Yeah, and just when you think, and it must be hard when you're batting, Hodgie, is um, we get through the two guns, and then this yeah. guy's hitting the bat really it's hard. Nightmare. And and, um, and he, he, he's done a really good team job. So there's times where Smith's used him to, yeah. to bowl a lot of short balls to rough him up. Then there's been other times where, you know, he can set players up. You know, the way he set up Stoneman yeah. at, in, in uh, Brisbane, Root, you know, away, 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 in. in so yeah, he's, he's yeah. a huge skilled guy. Well, the, the English players would have been praying for Mitch Marsh to get a bowl this trip. They would have been thinking, when's, when's Smithy going to bring him on? Come yeah. on, you've picked him, give him a bowl. We, a, need, we need a respite here. We, we need to go up to business class. <laughs> yes. We're in economy, right up cattle class That's right at the it. end. I think for England... You know, the positives are that um, the three um, not st- established of the top five have been pretty good. Like Darwood Milan, it's been outstanding. 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 Yeah. Um, you know, even in Adelaide, he had to battle for his 20-odds. Yeah. He's got knocked over a good one, but he showed real toughness and he got rewarded by that because um, I think he feels reasonably comfortable there. So he, he's a like an 8 out of 10. Yeah. Stoneman... Um, Hasn't got big scores, but if, no, you, if you're looking about blunting the ball there, Vince the for me, I wonder how he would go at five because he just plays his shots. But I tell mm. you what, when he gets going, he looks pretty good. Yeah, he looks good. Um, just a quick thoughts on them, and then also, but what's hurt them is they're established players. They just haven't come to the party, have they? And and that's okay. Look, that ha- that can happen in certain series. But uh, the chef Cookie's been out of sorts this one. Um, Joe Root, you can see he's. He's not far away from a big one. He's looking like the ball's hitting the middle of the bat and he's doing well. He's fluent, but he's getting out. The Aussies are hunting him down and he's just not getting the scores he wants. But for me, Milan was uh, a really interesting one because a a few of the English guys that I spoke to about him said that they're not sure how he's going to go. They didn't quite think that his technique may stack up. Well, eat some humble pie because he's been phenomenal. And what I loved about Milan is the adjustment he made in Perth. So Cummings exposed him around the wicket in Adelaide, um, and that was his shortcoming. And he just moved his stance over to off stump a little bit to cover that, and he played it beautifully. So and that, and that tense was... such an important thing, but also too, he he, he took on line, yeah, used his feet, 
And then I don't know if he was 10 or 12. He was trying to ride the bounces in the first innings yeah. and there's a couple of chances. Then there was just like like this. It was almost like he said, I'm taking Flipped him on now. Yeah, well, I think what couple he did of, is... A couple of lucky pulls and then some good pulls. Well, I think he wore him down, didn't he? Because I think from the day one, they came around the wicket and said, we're going to destroy you, mate. We're going to target your head <laughs> and you gotta, you're either going to get out or you're going to be good enough. And that's what happens in all first-class cricket. Generally, you get tested upstairs sooner or later. And you can either choose to duck him yep. or you can take him on. I love the way he went about it. He thought, right, I'm going to take this on. He got caught sort of hooking one test. But, geez, hasn't he come back well? And sooner or later as a fast bowler, you know that that takes energy. You're going to put, and also you're going to pitch up because he's a good cover driver yep. too, Milan. Oh, he's beautiful on the eye through the covers. Him and Vince especially, the areas you can see that in England, that's where they're going to score a majority of their runs. Now, Here, did you think that dangerous. Vince got... One of the balls of the century for Mitchell Stark, or were you like um, the man I was commentating with a bit later on, Jeffrey Boycott, who felt like he should have been batting on off, and Boyks felt he would at least got a single down to third man. I don't reckon Boyks would have got anywhere near it. In fact, I reckon he would have been jumping towards square leg. Uh, that was that was a phenomenal piece of bowling. Um, Ball of the I mean, century. it hit the crack. I mean, yeah, but you, he, he landed in it perfectly, and it was good. It was far. It's it's what every fast bowler dreams of. Isn't and that's it? the other thing too is um, just the pure ball speed. Like you know, you got to remember that when you're commentating that the decisions made. Well, yeah. they're only split second split decisions. Seconds. You know, oh, I've gone back a little. I got caught on the creek. You know, like. I'll tell you what, if you're walking back to the pavilion knowing that that got you out, you're pretty comfortable. Going, you're yeah. pretty comfortable going, oh, not like Merv Hughes where he walked into Alan Border, you know, as night watchy and got caught deep long on, uh, first ball the next day and AB come out and said, what happened? Oh, I got a good one Just early, good boss, one early. you know. <laughs> Just a good one early. He's a legend, Merv. <laughs> and what about uh, the last one, uh, Broadie? Yep. Stuart Broad. I thought he was excellent last tour. You know, they lost 5-0. I think he got 21 wickets at 27. Um, his bowling figures, he's bowling too short, but he's got very long bowling figures. He, 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 and he's bowling short spells yeah. as well. So it's not as if he, he's bowling long spells, being unrewarded. Um, he really looks low on confidence and low on potency. And and I think so. I think what do England do? What do England at? do now? They're three 0 down. They yep. can't win the Ashes. Yep. Is it time to just find out who is in their actual squad? Well, absolutely. I, if if you're the management, you'd have to be questioning uh, Jimmy Anderson's worth in the side right now. Um, yeah, he's a legend. These two guys are legendary. They can't put that past them. Um, but in two dead rubbers coming up, their time's going to come. Sooner or later, you don't want both of those going out of the team at the same time. That's going to hurt England. So now might be a good time just to, just to have a look at Woody. Woody's been in the Lions. Bring him in, play the last two tests if he's fit. They've got a couple of guys with some ball speed that been with the Lions. There's a young left armour. The well, other one's got the a leg left spinner. Armor. Well, I think the leggy and, and the left armour just hasn't done anything well, for me. It's do you just... think he's a, he's a part-time bowler playing a front-line role? Yes, I think that's exactly what he is, um, and he, and it's probably worked in. And then other it probably areas. affects his batting as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was worthwhile in India when they had a Monty Panesar there as well. Uh, Rashid, what? Rashid played. Adil Rashid played in Where's one Rashid? Day. Why is he not here, Adil Rashid? Because he makes uh, first class hundreds. Um, look, their selection talks, but we we, we sort of knew that when England came out here, they'd struggle to take twenty wickets. The firepower just wasn't there. We saw one spell from Jimmy, which was, you know, quality in Adelaide, but generally his record in Australia hasn't been great. Um, I think it's time. I think it's time to have a look at a few guys. And we, we talked just before about what's the critical time for a bowler. We've seen Overton come in and do quite well. Yep. Keep getting game times into these guys. Keep working it out that, you know, test creates hard. Um, and maybe you, you need, you need what? You know, we see in other sports when they're yeah. trying to build a good team. Yeah. Um, and you can see that Australia, as you already said, they're emerging. Uh, you know, I think this team can be together for a long period of time. Yeah. Whereas for England, have come out of quite a successful era. Yeah. But, you know, we know within a couple of years, there's no Cook, there's no uh, Broad and there's no Anderson. That's no. three big... Big guns. Yes. Well, you know... So would you... Um, so look at Wood... Maybe Tom Curran, the lefty, yep. um, the leg spinner, um, 
Mason Crane. Crane, who obviously well, played on for the New tour. South Wales. Do you make a change with Root? Um, uh, sorry, not Root, Cook. Cook, yeah, look, I think you do. But I, I can't see that. I can't see an improvement for balance coming in. Um, I'd probably go for a more a younger generational player. Just just right yeah. now, they're going to New Zealand after this. You can go back to these guys for a fresh new tour. That's fine. Um, but right now, I think they, they've, they've been beaten up. And I think coming to Melbourne and Sydney, they're staring down. I don't think you want to take people in that's been beaten up. Yeah. I think you need some fresh mind and fresh ideas. Uh Cookie's obviously wrestling with himself. He missed a straight one just the other day. It was dead straight. Yep. And an opening batter shouldn't be doing that. So you've just got to ask why. Can we give another young kid an opportunity to come in and, and then build a partnership, you know, with Stoneman who looks like he looks like a he looks like he can play hundred tests, you know, Stoneman. Yep. So can they possibly build that relationship again and, and start it, it means that you're probably ending your career. But, but the, the chance to, I think if they keep the same team, they're going to lose 5 0 anyway. Yes, That's they what are. I, I believe. Yep. So um, do, do you lose 5 0 with a, a an older team with guys that might be almost finished, or, no. do, you, or do you finish with a um, some emerging talent? Yeah, I'd like to see some so emerging talent. So they play talent. three new players and one of them emerges. Yeah. Like, like you'd think that's Well, let's push Vince, Vince up. Let's put Vince up. You can push Vince up to open the batting. If you feel that he can do the job, he's in in the first yeah, two I'll, overs anyway. I'll be trying to get a. Um, I'll, I'll be trying to get. I don't know if they've got maybe any put top a younger middle order player down yeah. the list. Um, yeah, there has to be some good players knocking around out there. Well, that's the Ashes. Not great news. Um, and the last thing on the Ashes. What about um, goodbye, Wacker, my old friend? Yeah, yeah. Um, no more Ashes cricket no. there. I mean. We, I mean, when you first go there, I think I wrote in, in, in my, an article in the, in the UK Sun that um, at its best, it had the same bolt-like pace, yeah. had more swing than Frank Sinatra, <laughs> and had more ba- bounce than a Pamela And- Anderson beach sprint <laughs> in Baywatch, didn't it? Like it was, when we first started was going, there, it was just everything. Yeah, you were But nervous. when you got in with the bat, it, it must have been fantastic because full value for shots yeah. and good consistency of bounce. And, and that's why every... Every team from anywhere on the globe came to the Wacker and struggled. Now you just see that it's they don't struggle as much. It's even paced. It's a flat wicket. It's it's almost it's just too good. It's actually yeah. flat and beautiful. Um, it's probably a good thing that it's going because if that's what they're going to roll out for the next decade and a half, then Test cricket is going to be boring. Well, Bowler's retired. Yeah, retired. Gone. Mitchell Johnson retired two years yeah. ago. Um, it's a shame it's going. You know, I'll, we'll have to talk about our past experiences there. Uh, you know, remember that Wacker ground where I got that 200 that time, you know, that sort of idle bar chat when you're 60 years of age. I found it very hard to do my man (laughs) of the match speech, Ashes 98, 99. I was doing it into the breeze. It was really tough. That was at the Wacker. But for me, all those great memories, you know, Doug Walters hitting sixes, Dennis Lee, the aluminium bat. Um, I'll tell you what. But my last memory is Barry the blow dryer. Bury the blow dryer. Dry on the pitch. Oh, my God. How yes. bad is that? Our it's last Ashes great. memory. One of my he greatest... He got one vote. I gave him one vote. Oh, well, yes, dude. One of my greatest memories was Joe Angel playing at oh, you yeah. know, his home ground and Richie Richardson just with the wide brim. Hip to heart. He, he said he's going to bowl hip to heart. He didn't bowl anywhere because he was fetching the ball out of the wacker nets at the background. Richie Richardson was... Hit it out of the ground. Just no helmet on. When it was fast and bouncy, just hooking, hooking like anything was so... So good to watch. That's the other a, one I like. That sort of shit we love. I was talking we to love Simon, it. Simon Kadic about it too, and we love Joe Angel. Yep. There is no better man Send me going Joe around. Joe Angel. Send me Joe Angel right now. <laughs> um, and he loved his tour T-shirts he used to wear on there. Mm. Spy vs. Spy he was into, just a, a, a remote um, Australian band of the 80s. And he took hundreds of wickets, hundreds of wickets for, for Western Australia. But our old mate... Matthew Elliott yeah. used to get a lot of runs against him. And when he used to get about 40 or 50, you'd be yeah. offered batting with him. Yeah. Then he'd deliberately call for the floppy, <laughs> right? The floppy. Yeah. And he knew Big Joe was going to bounce him and yeah. he took him apart, he didn't did. he? Oh, Herbie was pretty good at that. We've seen him, I think he did it to Devin Malcolm too once in Bendigo. Um, I've never seen hooking like it. He was pretty good at Flat that. Flat batted Alan Donald over there in South Africa yeah. as well. Yeah. That- Well, that's the Ashes, and goodbye to the Wacker. See you, Wacker.
Hodgie, Big Bash is here and it's bigger. It's bigger already. We've only had two games. And at Thank Spotless, God it's come. We love Big yeah, Bash. Yeah, we love Big Everyone Bash. Everyone loves Big Bash. We've been waiting to talk about Finally, it. Finally, we can watch some exciting cricket. Uh, well, well, at least a contest. Yes. At least a contest. Jeez, um, it's spotless when you're getting 21,000 there. Um, that is superb. It's a good stadium. I actually enjoy playing it's good, it. It's isn't it? It's it, got ANZ covered. It has, for a cricket unfortunately. Venue. Yep, it has. Uh, the dressing rooms are better. The surface is better. The wicket's better. The crowd, the involvement's better because you're close to the action. Um, just all around good tick, good vibe. Like it. Well, what about your assessment of the first game? There was times that it often happens you think, oh, geez, I think Sydney are out, uh, the mm. Sixers are out of this game or the yep. Thunder are there. But um, early on, it was a pretty good sort of team effort. You know, 149, is that enough? Um, McClanagan, I reckon, looks like he's going to be a factor. For yeah, he's a good He player. just gets wickets. Yep. Um, forward Ahmed and, and Nair provide the spin. Probably more interest in the Thunder innings. Mm. And first off, um, uh, Shane Watson, 77, off 46 balls, coming off a couple of big hundreds in, in club cricket. Yeah. Every year with you older players, you, you just sort of feel, yeah, they it's still question. got it. It's you a know, question. Like that. Yep. Wow. And and what I last year was injury, had injuries going in. Yeah. Um, he bowled okay, but he batted him. Yeah, better. I think that's probably the question. The, the, his batting was unbelievable um, and hit did not miss the middle of the bat. He looked uh, in dynamite touch. It's probably more his body bowling more than anything, which is going to be the question mark. He's, for us uh, older veterans, we just sort of need to just train our eye again. Um, and he's done that in Sydney grade cricket. So I'm not surprised that he's come in sharp. And I think Punner tipped him for MVP yeah. player of the tournament. And you can see why. Yeah. Uh, maybe Punner had some inside running there, the old, the old oh, Sydney side. i surprised. Yeah. They do keep it well, t- he does down at the Shire there. They were both living, wasn't it? Well, I think that, I think they were pretty Well, They played for Tasmania a fair bit together. Yeah. Um, I tell you, like the experience shone through. This is what I love about the bash. So the experience shone through. Then the deputant, Daniel Sams, yes. the left armour. With, with one ball, you go, well, there's something a bit different here. So they look good pace. Where did he come from? Without exception. one pace. of our selectors, Junior War, goes, oh, I don't know this guy. Where's he come no, from? No, Sydney Thunder, he was in their, um, you know, academy. Yes. And then didn't get listed and Sydney uh, Sixers got him. But he's been playing first-class cricket in over in New Zealand. And good figures. Like, he, he got 241 runs. So is he runs. a New Zealander? No, he's not. No, they've used him as an overseas, but he had to leave as overseas because guess who replaced him? Ben Lachlan. Ben Stokes. Ben Stokes, right, okay. But Stokes, he'd want to do well because in three first-class games, he averaged 40 with the bat, right? Sam's Sam's at an average of, uh, sorry, strike rate of 103. 11 wickets at 31's handy. So he obviously bangs them, but he's bowling. I don't know if you noticed, I reckon bowlers who take the ball behind their body, Mm. that's not technically perfect. No. But you know what it does? You lose the ball. I'll tell you who he reminded me of when I first saw him was the angle of his wrist reminded me very much of Nathan, Nathan Bracken. Definitely. How somehow he was sort of pointing towards fine league, but the ball still somehow swung, swung. towards second slip. And like Bracken, he's got good change of pace. Yeah. So the off cutter was a beauty. Oh, it did, it did a couple of guys. And then the it? bouncer. Curtis was quick. Patterson couldn't pick it up. So, you know, boom straight away. Talking up Watto, great to see, mm. you know, the, the legend of the yep. white ball keep going. Yep. And then um, Sam's on debut. And it, and it just, this is what, it just keeps the, the tournament fresh, isn't it? Because That's what then all of a sudden, all about, yeah. you go, off oh, this guy has a great tournament. He could play T20 cricket for Australia. You never know. You got that X factor. Yep. Um, and then what about just at the end? Um, young Gibson, I'll tell you what, he just wasn't rotating. The sh- he kept taking ones off the fifth or sixth ball. I'm going, <laughs> what are you doing? Slog, what get out. What are you or, doing, and then, But Gibson. Watto kept him back in. Yep. But I liked it at the end when the pressure was on, the experience of Blizzard, yep. the youthfulness of Nair. Yeah. What, a, what a great little partnership. Well, f- what was it, 15 off the last over? And Sean Abbott was... The, uh, the Enigma, bowler, yeah, Sean Abbott. The bowler of the tournament last year. What did he get? 20 wickets. Yep. and Closed out innings. Closed out everything and didn't go pear-shaped this one. Um, look, and this is why the game uh, thrills us. I feel sorry for Ryan Gibson. It, look, it's very hard for a top-order batsman to learn the art of batting in the middle. He would not know that. He would not understand the pressures of coming in, chasing you know, 11 to 12 and over or 10 and over, what it feels like what he has to do. Um, so the positive is um, 
He got tested. Yep. Team still won. Yep. So can you be better from the experience? Absolutely. He'll learn from that. And he, and, and the, the, what he will get from it is the dialogue with Shane Watson after the game. Yep. Um, talking him through. It's very hard to massage. I like to have heard short. the dialogue from Shane Watson if they'd lost the game. Mm. Yep, it would have been, what are you doing, you moron? <laughs> I'm on 70, give me the strike. <laughs> Don't hit it, one. Instead, it might have been a more sedate, mate, we just need to work out yeah. your batting plan. Oh, he's pretty calm to bat with, Potter. He's good to bat with. He would have tried to be installed some him. confidence in him. What he should have walked up, he said, Gibbo, Time to go. smack piss out of the ball and get it met over the fence. Otherwise, kick your stumps over and get RG. Go hard, please, go home. Please, please, please. Uh, what about the second test match? Uh, sorry, Big Bash game. Uh, Brisbane Heat, Melbourne Stars. My boys yeah. felt short. Pretty yeah. entertaining game, actually. Great game. Um, this is why we love the Gabba. It, it's, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a there's almost, we're talking about North Sydney Oval. There's almost a, a, a batting tax for it as well. I, mm. I went out and I just looked at the pitch and went, this is the one of the most beautiful wickets mm. I've ever seen. Nah. So it was hard and, um, flat. No salt But with nice, um, more green tinge than right. last year. Okay. So I think oh, I thought, oh, the speed of the ball will be right here. But I'm, if you're not swinging it, there's not going to be a lot of movement. No. Is, is what, is actually what we saw. Spinners were excellent again. All of them were good. Very good. They? Michael Beer, superb. Zampa, pretty good as well. Yep. Um, Shadab on debut, you know, did, probably did the job. A couple of wickets. Yeah. Swepson. Very well, what good. it was, was very good Swepson, but what it was was very shrewd by uh, captain and coach um, Dan Vittori and uh, and Brendan McCullum to bowl Shadab Khan to the short fence, which is normally never done. No, you don't do that. Um, and what it did is protect Swepson to that longer fence, which where has been successful before. Very shrewd, very cagey. It worked because they got the wicket of Glenn Maxwell. I'm not sure whether it worked continually, but... So hard to hit a long boundary off uh, Swepson. With no pace. No pace. It's a 120-meter hit. Own pace. Yeah. So, yeah, they worked in their favour. I thought the spinners were excellent. McCullum had night. a cracker. I mean, he, the thing about McCullum, um, he just he only made 40, but it's such a big flyer that by the time Burns and Ross got together, yeah. they could actually settle for a little bit. Yeah. And then Burns has made himself quite an all-round cricketer. Is He can hit sixes. Yeah. Like, he hit three, but... From the, from the Burns from six years ago, which I thought very good first class player, limited hitter in one day cricket or white ball cricket, so he was going hard and Ross was just yeah. doing the you know the secondary role, and then they've always got this man up their sleeve, and I'm intrigued where you're batting. Ben cutting ben thirty five off eighteen, he's yeah. a better power hitter than he is bowler. Yeah, he is now. He's a batsman that bowls one over a game now. Um, he's bowling, whether it's body, he's, he's only bowling sort of one, maybe one high 20s now. Um, still got a good bumper, still got good changes of pace. He's a good cricketer. Um, but that role, that ground, that stadium it's not big enough for him. is just suited towards someone like that coming in, putting some icing on the cake after Baz has touched them up. Um, Burnsy, I reckon, was really impressive. And as you said, I think he's in a comfortable space with his game. You know, he's got dropped from the test side. He just made a first-class 200, yep, but the then 200. he can hit 50 off 28 yep. balls. He's and that's just player. adapting. He's a good player, simple yep. as that. And and I and we talked about him um, when we were up there in Maroochydore saying that in future he actually could put pressure back on Bancroft, um, you know, in the next couple but of definitely. tests to, to come back in. He got dropped averaging 39 as a test match cricketer. With, it's with pretty good numbers. Hundreds. Yeah, it's pretty good numbers. So I think you'll find him come back in the mix, especially if he... Turns a few heads like he did last night. Um, all the runs count. And if you can be flamboyant as that, but also blunt a few of the new ball in the test arena, you're a pretty good package. No, I love the bash. Love the spins. For the, for the quicker bowlers, you know, Boland and Hastings and cutting, you know, it was a real example of um, I, I, we know how good the batting track is, but if your stock standard speed, whether it's 130, 135 or 140, um, you have to be going... Um, at a leg stump line with, with short balls, um, full so they can't get over it, or you have a, a strong offside field and you bowl wide Yorkers. Because if you bowl anywhere, good length, short yeah. length, you're just gonna, you're gonna get, you're gonna get hit. I think it's just this ground. Um, Without, if you don't change your pace. Yeah, I just think there's this ground where you can just have complete trust and consistency and just throwing your hands and bat just through any line of the ball. And if you get half of the bat, 
She's travelling over the ropes for six. No, that's certainly, and we've got the game tonight. Anyway, so bad luck. We'll, we'll, we'll keep reviewing the bash. The bash well, is back. The bash is good, isn't oh, it? Well, it's, it's incredible. We love it. Um, it's There's no better time in the summer than big bash time. Yeah, it was interesting just coming home. Just family. You just watch it with your family. Yeah. You go with your family. It's cool. The TV's on. Whether it be background noise, you might not even be interested. There's nothing else on on TV anyway. So tune in to Channel 10's Big Bash. Thanks for the plug, Hodgie. Okay, time, Hodgie, now for, well, let's be honest, celebrities, sports people everywhere. They're too scared to tweet Instagram, Facebook these days because if there's a hint of... um, Hint of self-promotion, I believe you've developed an app, or even if it's in your brain, you know straight away. Who's this week's nominees? Well, the nominations for the self-promotion award this week, there's a few. um, And I'm going to start with... Do you reckon it's the season of self-promotion too? Look, we still need more. We still need more. Um, It's been pretty slim actually lately. There's been more, uh, more comment on other people's good work. So the fast bowling court... Oh, there's been... Oh, Yeah, but we haven't actually seen anything from the likes of Mitchell Stark or Pat Cummings themselves coming out saying how good I am. Anyway, back to it. I'm going to start with the guy who got 50 off 28 balls last night, Joe Burns. Joe Burns was saying just before the fixture, looking forward to a sold-out Gabba this summer and using these, inverted commas, Spartan... Okay. Hurricane Bats. Yeah, I know where he's going. Dot, dot, dot. Best oh. in the business. Photo of him on Instagram with the Bats, with himself, with the Gabba in the background. We know that. Um, just, we know you use Spartan Bats yes. there, Joe. Um, but just the best in the business. You thing. got 50 off 28 balls. You don't need to show it on uh, Instagram either or something But like we that. understand that, com- that, that, that yep. comes with the territory. It's not yep. the worst, but it's just a snake. Anyway, that's one. his first uh, nomination for Joe. So he's had a good week. He's had a very good week, um, 50 off 28 balls. Well, he, he self-promoted and in a good way a, just by being a, a good cricketer. Mornay yeah. Morkel popped up during the week. This is unlike Mornay. Very unlike Mornay because he's, he's quite an astute human who's not very much in oh, he's the He's married social... to Ros, the lovely Ros yeah, Kelly who hosts our coverage. He's not in coverage. the self-promotion role. But what he did do, Flam, is he had a great day. At the hashtag Ernie Els invitation. So, for those that don't know who Ernie Els is, he's a golf extraordinaire uh, from South Africa, huge wine seller, has his own wines, blah, 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 blah. What we do know is that Mornay has just jumped on a bandwagon of free golf and drinking piss all afternoon of Ernie Els wine. And what's more, we're slightly annoyed that we don't get invited exactly. to those sort of so things. So that pisses us right yeah. off. Yeah. We need we need to be Morning, invited definitely. to that. Um, now, Michael Vaughan, your fellow commentator last we night. Could have, we could have him every week. He has been extraordinary yeah. on Twitter. Um, there's been a couple where he's well, self-promoting himself I on the beach. There is people at BT Sport that believe that he might be um, obsessed by it. Yeah, well, I can, I okay. can see that. I, okay. There was a couple of, of nude photos of him... Um, oh, talking about the ashes, saying I'm on the beach here in Bondi, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, I've come to this one. I don't know if you should be doing that, yeah. Great fun working with these two guys yesterday. Of course, it's the biologist and Google Gilly. Yeah. Um, had a great time, blah, blah, blah. Hashtag 10 sport, blah, blah, blah. Hashtag BBL. Um, Michael. Yeah. Give it a rest. You got your opportunity. Just be happy. Let you guys do that. Sort yeah, of and, shit. I, and I think uh, I, I'd like. It's nice to be in that, but yep. he wants Google Gilly to retweet that. Yes, he? he does. To, to all the no doubt eighteen million people that follow Gilly. No doubt. No, now, we know speaking, what you're doing, Vaughny. We know, Vaughny. We know. We know about those tricks in this segment. Um, speaking of someone, Google Gilly has got a nomination here, wow. and it's from a couple, it's been a couple of weeks of ago. Weeks. Oh, and I've yeah. been saving this one up. Yeah. I've been saving <laughs> this one up, Flem. She was there. I had a look at it. And it is Gilly responding to Jaguar Australia. Even a former cricketer can work it out. Hashtag F-Pace, hashtag luxury, hashtag comfort, hashtag family at Jaguar Australia. Google Gilly, no need to plug that free vehicle. You didn't... You'd guess what? We know, mate. I used it last week. You did, did you? I'd used it last week. It was that (laughs) obvious. But I didn't see... 
the hashtags. Right. There you so go. that might be more multiple votes more for multiple Gil. Multiple votes, Gilly. Um, well done. Uh, but that's sort of the one we're looking for. Yeah, we multiple love that. ones. We need multiples there. Um, Paddy Upton, the coach of the Sydney Thunder, uh, gets an, a mention here. The uh, second time. Yep. Great to be back in Sydney Thunder colours again, working with this legend at Shane Watson. Give it a rest, Paddy. Um, and the reason I've done this is that it's about the player's son. It's not about the coaching staff. But you're coaching those players. Should you be throwing around legend to another no, person you coach? That's what I'm saying. Okay. Put it to bed, mate. You just get the cones out, as I know, as a coach. Get yeah. the cones out, hit some balls. Yeah. Say, what are you? are the superstar. Don't tag people in. No. And, and, and what are you? One million viewers. Yeah. We know that. No. no we, that, we don't fall for that rubbish. A little bit of Vaughny in that one. Um, and back to the last one uh, is we love him. The legendary shark, Greg Norman. Uh, what has he done there? Uh, it's just a, it's a, another beautiful Instagram photo uh, with a photo of him on his private jet um, and it, with a quote in the insignia of the photo. There are a lot <laughs> of non-says in life and they'll tell you the truth. They are the ones that probably push you the most. Hashtag Monday morning motivator. This is the shark. That's the shark on his private jet. Uh, in his on his private jet. Um, what was he wearing? He was actually wearing a business suit. Okay, that's a change. Yeah, it is so a no, change. That's what I'm saying. No he's trying. To, he's going down a different path. So he's not gone the nude. No. I'm sixty and in great shape. This he's is going, corporate shark. I'm corporate shark. Corporate shark. I make shitloads of money, and I don't want to make more. Eat some of this because you guys don't. That's what he's doing. Well, but we don't fall for it, Shark. We're not falling for that. There'll be a half-nude one again soon, I would have thought. If I had to do it, not there's not extreme this week, but I'm going, week. I'm going corporate Shark maximum yeah. votes. <laughs> yeah. he, he's getting five. No doubt. Um, I reckon Upton and Vaughan, very similar as in, mm. um, you know, tagging, you know, mm. more uh, more famous people or, or people yes. like Vaughan. He's a legend as well. Yeah. But I'll go, actually, because of that, I'll go Upton four, Vaughan three. And, oh, Gilly, geez, he had, yeah. I know I used him last week, but um, that was that on Twitter, that one, or Instagram? Uh, that was the Twitter one, actually. Yes, yeah, Instagram. It actually had. No, he just took a photo of it. That's it. And that's all he, he's at Jaguar. No. So it's just like, I don't even yeah. have to hashtag, but tw- no, the hashtag. So this is a different one. Yeah, I'll, I'll go two to Gil. And just one each to. So this is that's worse self promotion than Werribee is as a hashtag you. Which well, I don't know. When's the last that. time you've done that? I don't know. That you've just got yourself <laughs> half a vote there. Uh, Mornay, because I don't think we'll hear from Mornay ever again. again. We love Never that. again. And Burnsy, it's a bit of a regulation one. I'm sure we can find one every week there, and 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 also just a tick for where your career's going, Burnsy. Yeah, well done, Burnsy. Get there. All right, mate. That's the social media self promoter award. Maximum votes for the shark. Corporate shark. Corporate shark, good on you. Hodgie, what about a guide to this week? And I think the guide to being at the bash last night, Michael Vaughan, um, Adam Gilchrist and myself, the excitement was the big crowd. And I arrived there and the, and the taxi guy said, um, here for the cricket? And I said, yeah. He goes, I can't wait to get there and boo that POM KP. Right. So he was already, I went, oh, gee, there's something building here and yep. then I forgot about his comments at the test match where he said it's about the 181st um, <laughs> best place in the world like he's least disliked yep. um, basically said he hated he hated it he? he hated it um, and the booing was there and he didn't get runs and every time right. they put their headshot over up there there was mm. booing but yep. it's sort of a guide to how to win crowds over yep. in foreign um, in foreign territory territory okay um, and it's a tough one because if you come over here for if you're England, you're yep. going to get booed, you know, like abroad and yep. KP. Yep. But KP at the MCG, he's cheered. They love him. But but in some ways, he likes it to get himself going mm. there. But uh, for me, you know, I wasn't a loud extroverted cricketer. Yeah. I, I, I tended to try and win the crowd over. Yes, and if I they think- were trying to nail me. I'd take that and maybe try and get a bit of a laugh or something. And and at least they might go. Well, they're going to boo me a bit, but. At least I'll get them on side. Whereas I've seen other teammates just go harder them. Yeah, and I just don't think that, that you're going to win that battle. No, I don't think either. And I think look, the guy that has to be, and this is my this is my advice to those who want to win the crowd over, is get yourself down a fine leg. 
down there. Yep. Down there. At, I didn't have a choice because I was the worst fielder. Yeah, I was always down good there. Good, the giraffe on ice. But generally down there in fine leg or third man's where Bay 13 is, especially at the MCG. Um, and the way to win the crowd over is to, David Saker did this once, simply have a swig of the beer while you're sitting down there at fine leg. That can possibly work. I believe um, Colin Miller might have done that in a yeah, shield final as yeah, well. They so, loved him. So if you're, yeah, if you're copying a tirade of abuse, maybe just... You can't beat them, join them. Just say, can you just give me a swig of your beer, boss, while I'm there? Yeah, I copped a lot in Cardiff in 1999 uh, World Cup. We're playing New Zealand, and um, I, no doubt the New Zealand tourist tour groups wanted to get there early because there was no guarantee they'd be there <laughs> later in the tournament. Yeah. So the Aussie ones come later. And I, and I was getting smashed down there, and, and a bloke goes, you know, Kiwi goes, Fleming, can, uh, have a photo, Fleming. No worries. So I go up there. Yeah. He's in between two girls and he throws the camera to me. Right. Right for me to take the photo. <laughs> the and, and I went, and, 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 and in with my philosophy of trying to win over the crowd, yeah. I acknowledge the play from the big fella. Yeah. So I take the photo. So all of a sudden, I don't look like that bad a bloke. Nah. You know, I can take a joke. They've yeah. taken the piss out of me. Yeah. So guess what? I'm getting less, less booing after that. Yes. You know, so I won that over. But it come home to roost even better. Eight years ago, I'm in the 2007 World Cup just commentating yeah. in a pub and a guy in an old Kiwi shirt just screams across the pub, Fleming, I love you. You're my favourite Australian cricketer. I can't do my Kiwi accent. Um, so went over there and he goes, mate, you're my favourite cricketer. Uh, Australian cricketer. I go, you're yeah. taking them. Mickey, he yeah. goes, do you remember me? Cardiff 1999. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Threw the photo like over there. That's great. Um, you took the photo. It was choice, bro. Choice, bro. Oh, choice, bro. Yeah. And he goes, but it took me, I was on a, a world tour. So it took him six months to go home. Yeah. Goes to, back then you had to get the photos developed. Mm. Goes there and he's telling everyone how he took the piss out of me and it's going to yeah. be a great photo. He's got two girls on the yeah. on his things like this. So he goes and get him, gets, gets them developed and, and guess what's happened? Guess what I did? So I took the photo. You reversed the camera. I took the photo of his feet. (laughs) (laughs) So he's there taking a photo with the girls and I've taken a photo of his sandals. Right. So beautiful. I like Won him over at the time and won him over for life. You've got to win him. You've got to win with the signings of the kids. Yep. You've got to sign the autographs for the kids. Um, what else have you got to do? You've got to, um, Oh, I kick, kick the uh, beach balls the back. The beach ball. Kick them back. Absolutely. They love you. They love that. As soon as you do that, you win. Um, so that's our guide to – were you in the game – and I'm not sure if this is even a true story, but I heard that when Michael Bevan was fielding yes. down at third man in Auckland, um, thought, someone threw a five-pound so salmon at him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> five-pound salmon. Yeah. How do you win back the crowd? See, I would have, I would have left on the ground and then did a salmon. fake fishing line. Ah, yeah. As, as if I was pulling and then yeah. gradually get closer yeah. to the fish. I, I just think Bevo missed something there. But yeah. um, I'm not sure if that was Auckland or Dunedin. Was I playing that one? Because Dunedin was the one where um, it was the only time I ever saw a streaker get fatigued. <laughs> so he ran on. And security, the big Maori bouncers didn't chase him. So <laughs> streakers, streakers are sprinters, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they, they are. They're not long distance no. runners. So once he'd gone around three times, right, <laughs> he was stuffed. So he's naked. He's <laughs> hunched over the stumps like that and he's stuffed. And just to, so the so he's walking off, and the ultimate embarrassment was game started yep. while he was still walking That's himself great. off. That's great. A streaker got fatigued. So <laughs> if you're a streaker, don't go to Dunedin. No, but that's our guide. That's our guide. To winning over the crowd. KP, have a listen. It's simple. Okay, Hodgie, uh, that's it for the Bowlology Report. Um, iTunes and SoundCloud, can you please subscribe? Um, leave us a message. i tell you what, it has been good. The Self-Promoter Award, people are dobbing in people we left, right that. and centre. We so want, keep doing that. Yeah. Hodge wants that. Yeah, we want people. I sorry, I didn't do that in this last bit because I wasn't there last week. So I will certainly throw it out there. Please dob people in. We yes. love it. And mate, good luck tonight. Thank you. This will be dated by that time. But it will. We'll get a, a Hodge update. You'll be the able Melbourne to Renegades. Next how one. well or how bad I went? Let's see how we go. I'm just thinking, Bevo or Dwayne. Now oh, we've got to go champion. Go champion. Renegades tonight. <laughs>
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.